Good afternoon, colleagues. This is Dr. Richard McCallum, the editor-in-chief of the Journal of Investigative Medicine, your journal as members of the AFMR, the American Federation for Medical Research. It's a Thursday, the 26th of May, and I'm going to do my monthly podcast today, and it's a very, very, very special podcast for me uh, personally. Um, the last year has been an amazingly challenging year for all of us in every way, academically and personally, and certainly we can only imagine what it'd be like for someone running a, a national a society, uh, specifically the American Federation uh, for Medical Research. So I thought this would be a great opportunity today as our president, uh, Dr. Samarat Das, who has gone through all the challenges of this last year and more and guided us. What a great steward we have had for the AFMR. And I thought it'd be very nice for us to understand his feelings, his reflections about the year and get his impression of where we're going with AFMR. Samrat Das is Associate Professor at Duke University. He's Director of Pediatric Undergraduate Medical Education. He's Director of Children's uh, Procedural Sedation Unit. And he's a pediatric hospitalist at Duke University. We're in very good hands. I know that, but I want to personally congratulate Samrat on a spectacular year as our president. And I'm very interested in hearing some personal reflections from him. Uh, by the way, you'll be seeing them in next month's issue of um, Jim. He'll have his personal editorial reflections. But I thought we could sort of open it up a little bit and he could be very open and frank with us about how he could make it through a, a COVID year, how he had a thousand uh, podcast, how he went through uh, all these different interviews and uh, different uh, uh, opportunities to try to survive while teaching and uh, remaining active at Duke and leading us nationally. So um, he's probably been to more Zoom meetings than he can count, and he's probably learned that you can actually be pretty efficient with Zoom meetings. We don't have to travel everywhere, but it's still been an extremely challenging year. So I'm going to introduce to you Dr. Samrat Das, the, uh, completing his presidency of the American Federation of, for Medical Research. Samrat, welcome. Thank you, Dr. McCullum. Uh, first of all, for the kind introduction and, and for the kind invitation. Um, it's always a pleasure to talk to you and and to be invited to do this podcast. Um, you know, it has been an absolute pleasure uh, to be at the helm of this great organization for the past year. And, and when I say that and in all, about all of the accomplishments we've had um, in the past year, it's obviously not just me, it's the entire national council and all of the regional councils that help us achieve um, our mission, which is to develop and mentor tomorrow's leaders in medical research. Um, and I'm truly, uh, truly overwhelmed with everything that we have been able to accomplish over the past year. 
Uh, first of all, like you mentioned, it was a very difficult year in terms of COVID and, and the ups and downs in terms of the flare-ups. And yet we were able to do three of our meetings in person this year, which I think is a very significant accomplishment. And some of them, two of them had to be hybrid mode, and that obviously resulted in increased expenses for us. But we were able to um, get our meetings, regional meetings, three out of our four regional meetings in person. And what a treat it was to be in person and, 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 and go around in the hallway, looking at the posters and interacting with the presenters. That's just a different feeling. You just cannot simulate that with, with virtual uh, meetings. So I think that was a great um, accomplishment. I think another accomplishment I'm, I'm very proud of um, is the fact that we actually had uh, DEI sessions, uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion, inclusivity sessions at each of our regional meetings this year. And that was one of the focus areas we identified last year when I took over as the president. And we had DEI sessions at each of uh, the four regional meetings. And we actually um, inducted two HBCU, historically black schools, medical schools into our institutional membership, which again, I'm very proud of because um, yes, our mission is to develop the mentor and develop and mentor tomorrow's leaders in res medical research, but we also want to give opportunities to students and, and and fact, junior faculty and fellows of um, underrepresented in medicine background. So I'm very pleased that we have two of the historically black colleges as our institutional members. Yeah, I was very happy to be with you at the Southern meeting in New Orleans. And um, there's no question there was an extra uh, spring and people step being engaged and involved personally and ha having the chance to speak to the presenter and ask the questions and uh, have our receptions and try to re, um, reignite uh, that spirit that we have in the AFMR that you so very, very um, ably um, are an example of. And I think I particularly I was interested in your commitment um, to the areas of publication. You know, we have two great journals, uh, the um, Case Report Journal, and we have a gym. And I think you, you made a focus of having some workshops there where we tried to engage our junior faculty, our fellows, residents, and get, get them really focused on completing the task. And abstract's the beginning. It, doesn't, it didn't happen until you publish it. It never happened. So we have to make sure we encourage them and to make it easy for them and and support them. And uh, I like your feeling on that. You did a great job, I think, uh, making that one of your main goals. Yeah, thank you. And those are our uh, two great journals, very popular journals. And, and uh, Dr. Uh, McCallum, you have done such a great job with our Journal of Investigative Medicine um, journal, getting our impact factor to highest in many, many years. And, and the turnaround time has significantly gone down. And 
and um, and so is for Jim Hicker. Um, Dr. McFall has done a tremendous job in getting that popular and getting their turnaround time uh, decreased. And I think we have two wonderful journals. I mean, um, if you ask me some challenges, I mean, obviously we do have some challenges around journals in terms of how the landscape is changing um, across the globe more and more journals are becoming open access and, and that's the landscape we have to deal with. Many of our uh, AFMR members, uh, when we discuss this at our national council meeting, they do submit to, to Jim and Jim Hicker, two of our journals. And, and it sounded like a lot of our national council members still would want to continue, um, you know, the, the this to be a peer-reviewed journal and not to be an open access journal. But you know, the landscape is changing, and uh, and and you and John Dickinson and you all have to um, consider that strongly in the next few years as to where we are going in terms of the publication mode, as the quality of the publication is outstanding and it's just gotten so much better under your leadership, Dr. McCallum. It's this changing la landscape that we have to we have to consider in the coming years. Yeah. Well, let's thank our membership. They've been very, very uh, involved and very, I think, motivated to submit their best articles to us, great review articles, education articles, editorials. Now, I'm very excited by the energy uh, of our membership. I've often wondered, you know, during COVID, how would things go? I think what we learned is that, gee, all that data in my desk in the bottom drawer, we never published it. Uh, I've got a bit more time in my office now. Let's get this data out. You know, let's rev this up and get some research done. I see a great interest, a great rebound that's happened, actually, in the submission numbers uh, by our faculty. Right, and, and, and thanks to you for doing that. I mean, you have been, you know, I remember still last year when you asked me to submit an article on mentorship and how that is in the, uh, that has evolved in, um, in academic medicine over the years. And, you know, I have seen you gone to different um, regional conferences and talk to some of this, um, authors who are presenting there, encouraging them to uh, to publish. And like you said, if it's not published, it's never happened. And 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 thank. And that's the kind of mentorship. That's the kind of mentors we have in AFMR, like yourself, who are actually doing a favor to all these uh, junior students and 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 medical students and ju and junior faculty and fellows, encourage them to encouraging them to publish. Um, and it's almost like you know um, a father figure telling us what what we need to do, and we not understanding that this is the next logical step. And 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 it, we appreciate you trying to do that and encouraging everyone to to. Excellent, but let me look back on the years you've prepared for this journey. You know your work work with the committees coming up as a young faculty rising star at Duke, uh, moving into the President-elect uh, role and now president. Uh, how do you think your preparation stood you in good stead uh, for this year? And uh, do you have any advice for colleagues out there that are considering a leadership role and uh, how, how well they can be prepared by getting involved 
uh, with committees and with the society? Yeah, um, you know, I just did a webinar yesterday on navigating the career pathway in academic medicine. And I started out as a faculty in, in Nevada and um, the first year um, of my being on the faculty, the chair, the, the then chair of uh, Department of Pediatrics said, you know, we always go to this conference in, in Carmel, California, which is a Western uh, regional conference. And it's a very friendly uh, conference and it's good for someone who's starting new. And I said, okay, I'll go there. And I went there and and I noticed that it was such a friendly atmosphere and 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 students and residents and fellows uh, they have a lot of opportunities to do oral presentation and and I saw that that's the perfect venue for doing someone's first oral presentation and then get feedback from senior people. It's just a very friendly atmosphere and and I really liked it and and um, during the time I met. You know, the then AFMR um, president, I think it was Mike Skibo at that time uh, for, uh, for the Western region. And he approached me to and asked me if I could be on the counselor. And that's, and I said, yes, I'm happy to be on the counselor. I did ask like, what are the roles and responsibilities? And I, I was on the council. And then two years later, uh, they asked me to be the secretary treasurer of uh, Western AFMR. And then I agreed to do that. And then I moved to the Southern region. Um, well, I enhanced my leadership skills being the residency director and vice chair of education at my previous institution. Um, that had its own challenges. But then when I moved to Duke, um, you know, I thought now I'm going to be Southern region and uh, the AFMR leadership here reached out to me whether if I could be uh, the chair-elect here. And and then, and now, you know, then from there to president-elect and president. So my advice to colleagues and especially junior faculty, and I said this during my talk yesterday at the webinar, um, consider joining national organization or regional organization that is that gives you that recognition at regional and national level. And that's going to be so important for your promotion and tenure process. I also advise people to look at your promotion and tenure criteria early on, and you'll, you'll see what I mean. It's very important to be associated with organizations like ours, any, I mean, it could be your subspecialty organization, any organization, but to be active. And my other piece of advice is, I know um, this could be a little controversial, but you know, uh, some people say that you know you got to be careful about saying yes to everything. Well, my advice early on, early on in your career, is not to say no to too many things. Uh, right. To say yes to uh, things because if if you become a person uh, who is identified as a person who says no to things, people are going to start asking you. Yep. So early on, you got to take some risks and early on, you got to say yes to certain things.
so um, I, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, and and um, you know the other thing is you, you're absolutely correct. You, you know most of the places when you are going for promotion, um, you have to have letters of recommendation from people who are outside your institution and people who have not worked with you. And and oftentimes it's the is the people you know from being at some of these organizations. They're the ones who are going to write letters for you. That's right. Well, let me ask you a little question from the, the insight you've gained um, so far um, and looking at the clouds and also the challenges and looking at the positives that lie ahead for us in the next couple of years. Um, what, what's your vision of AFMR? Sort of, uh, you were mentoring our junior faculty to get involved with committees and move ahead. What, what do you personally see um, some highlights of our of our future opportunities and maybe some some clouds uh, on the horizon. Yeah, um, I mean, let me first talk about the clouds. Maybe um, I mean, obviously, um, this is a day and age of um, a lot of subspecialty organizations, and 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 AFMR is a is a um, is an organization that. Um, is for all disciplines, and it's a multidisciplinary organization, uh, which is an opportunity. I mean, we saw during COVID times, people worked across their specialties to come up with the vaccine and treatment. So that is an opportunity that that's something we could highlight as our plus. But that's also kind of uh, a cloud. That's also a challenge because um, with you know, academic institutions drying up funding for their faculty in terms of how many meetings they can go to, how many, um, you know, membership they're going to pay for. Um, oftentimes faculty are limited to uh, payment for one society and it becomes hard for them to be members of two or three different societies. I mean, it has to come out from their pocket, which is not always uh, feasible. So. Um, so that is definitely a challenge, but also an opportunity if we highlight in the right manner. I think um, what I see in the next one or two years um, is, and we discussed it at the National Council meeting this past April, is to bring back AFMR into the national arena again and have a national meeting, have a national presence. It is a national organization. Right. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's, it's, it was established in 1940 and, and, and we've had five Nobel laureates and, and, um, and Dr. Anthony Fauci was uh, the past president of AFMR. So it's got a big history. I think we got to, uh, I think this model of four regional meetings with collaborating societies is good. Um, however, I think it is time for us to come back to a national meeting. So, and, and that, and advertise that as one of the unique opportunities for multidisciplinary collaboration and, and a forum to present uh, work across different disciplines and, and get uh, feedback from each other and learn from each other. So I think that is a huge opportunity. I think the other opportunities are, um, you know, the way you are working for, with Jim, 
I think the opportunities are unlimited. I think, uh, you know, that's, you know, that could become a, the impact factor, I think, has been continuously increasing. I think we, the, the way you are increasing the number of submissions, I think we can go to more issues of the journal in the future. And same for Jim Hicker, um, getting increased number of submissions that, and there are not that many um, journals out there which accept case reports. So there again, we have a great edge. I think we need to advertise those two journals more and talk about these two journals at every forum possible. And, and, um, and we have talked about this. I mean, we got to you know, talk with BMJ again and, and see what are our possibilities for the future um, with the changing landscape and more and more journals going into open access. Um, but I think with the kind of work that you and Dr. McCall has done with the two journals and, you know, our, um, our um, you know, outstanding the National Council members and regional councils that we have, I think the future is bright. We just need to continue to, um, you know, um, you know, talk about the value um, we have as an organization and the, the two journals bring to the membership and, and, and all the opportunities that, that, uh, people can have by joining AFMR, including many leadership opportunities and how that can help them enhance their academic careers. I think if we can talk about all of those, then uh, I think we have a great future. Yeah, I think uh, you, you touched on some good points there, particularly subspecialty uh, competition we all have. It. We all started off as young Turks in the AFMR and then we got into leadership roles in the Department of Medicine and maybe nationally in subspecialties. But it's nice to come back and keep a foot in that camp, stay with your AMFMR roots and background and become a continuing mentor. It's very satisfying to be still part of the future of medicine in the AFMR, watching our young faculty and residents and fellows evolve Sure, you've got your subspecialty meetings on a given year every time, and I still enjoy them and go there with our fellows and show all our latest and greatest data. Now, there's something very satisfying in getting back to grassroots, getting back to basics, and having the medical students, the residents, and the fellows see you as a mentor, see you as still continuing the journey. The journey continues. It doesn't stop uh, uh, here in your 40s or your 50s or your 60s. You continue the journey of mentorship and discovery and the excitement of medicine. And I, I think that's a very important model that we need to continue to make sure our senior leaders stay engaged and help our junior faculty understand it's a a long career, but it's a very rewarding career, and it's worth the journey. Well said, Dr. McCollum, and you are a perfect example of how, you know, you have mentored people and continue to mentor people with the same excitement as before and continue to come to all of these meetings and bring people with you. I think we have got to have more people like yourself um, senior faculty and, and, and experienced mentors who come to our national and regional meeting and bring people, bring people with them and introduce 
them to um, AFMR and our meetings and, and, and learn from other people and, and get them excited about academic medicine. I think, I think that, that, is, that is what we need. Well, you've, you've um, as I said, uh, we, we've been under great stewardship with Dr. Samrat Das this year, our society. Sometimes leaders come up at the right time and the right place and the right era. We had so many challenges with COVID, so many difficult decisions to make to, to sustain our meetings. And we had the right man at the right time uh, making the right decisions. And it was just a pleasure to witness you and be with you uh, during this year of your presidency. And now to hear about some of your reflections and we're gonna read about some of your reflections soon uh, in the upcoming editorial. So I might just finish by venturing a little uh, concept from you about where your next areas of interest will be and how your own personal uh, career is moving uh, as you step down, but remain engaged, obviously, with AFMR, as we would love you to be. Thank you again, Dr. McCallum, for the kind words. Um, and thank you for uh, your support. Uh, I know uh, whenever I have reached out to you for any advice and, 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 and support, I've always received that. And, and, and um, in terms of my own career, I think I'm very pleased with how I'm doing it. Um, Duke University School of Medicine. I have some uh, some some um, innovative um, curriculum uh, stuff, and that I am trying to implement this coming academic year, including um, you know work in the interprofessional collaborative uh, practice area. We've all heard about um, interprofessional education and the importance of it, but you know, uh, and I think we understand it, but we're not being deliberate about. Uh, you know, we always talk about um, the importance of interprofessional education and, and it's well established now how um, working in an interprofessional collaborative manner uh, improves patient safety and patient care. Um, however, you know, we've not been very deliberate about it. And, and, and I, my work, this coming area is going to be in that. I want to work with medical students who are going to be our next generation of physicians and um, working on an activity that's going to enhance their skills in interprofessional collaborative practice. And, and we'll, we'll measure the outcomes. So there's going to be a research component to it. And um, so that's one of the major projects I'm undertaking. Uh, in terms of being involved with AFMR, absolutely. This is, uh, this is I think, uh, the greatest organization uh, I will ever be with. So I would continue my association with AFMR. I am actually on the board of directors for um, FASEB. Um, so, and as the AFMR representative, so I'm looking forward to my role on FACET because it's the organization that is involved in a lot of advocacy efforts and um, for science and science policy and healthcare research and, and advocating for funding and, and 
in collaboration with the US Congress and Senate. We had Dr. Fauci come in at the last meeting and gave an award to Dr. Fauci for his services. And uh, this December, I'm going to be in the Capitol um, as representing AFMR and as board of directors from FACIB and talking to Senator and Congressman for advocating on behalf of healthcare and healthcare research. Well, your legacy uh, is secure, Samrat. We will always be indebted to you for your many contributions and for this great year of your presidency. I'm honored to be able to have this time to interview you and make sure our members appreciate the effort and time and devotion that you've given to AFMR. We wish you only all the very best in the next stages of your career and look forward to working with you in AFMR as we go forward. Thank you, Dr. McCallum, again for inviting me. It's, it's a pleasure to um, speak with you and it's been uh, one of the accomplishments uh, of AFM. Being part of AFMR is to know people like yourself. And, and I yeah. know if I need any advice in for my own you know career i can always reach out to you thank you very much very welcome congratulations again to everyone here at the afmr that's our podcast for may please uh, make sure you look at that podcast as it, it's put up next week and look at all our podcasts we've done uh, over two years of podcasts every month got some great topics and great speakers and our next issue of Jim comes out next week and will involve, uh, of course, Dr. Das's editorial on his reflections of his presidency and some other great articles. So all the best for the Memorial Day weekend, colleagues, and we look forward to our next podcast. On that note, I'll wish you adieu and say, particularly on my right-hand side, Isabel Aguirre has been so helpful to me. She's about ready to start medical school at Columbia University in New York. She's very excited. We all wish her a great career as it starts there. And I'm sure AFMR will be on her horizons in the future too. So on that note, colleagues, I'll say good evening and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.